Ready to get in the word this morning? Hallelujah. We'll have your Bibles. Turn to Romans chapter four. Romans chapter four. And I'm gonna do a a little bit of a review uh, where we were last week. If you weren't here, I encourage you to go back and get the teachings. Also, I want to welcome my mom and dad are watching today. They had, a, they had nine inches of snow in, in Maryland yesterday, and so they didn't have service this morning. So she said she'll be joining us today. So hi, Mom. Hi, Dad. Love you, guys. You're awesome. Hallelujah. God is faithful. And before I read this, I, and you need to establish with where, we've, where we have been, in uh, Acts chapter 11, verse 23, you don't need to turn there, but it talks about Barnabas and it says, and when he showed up at the church of Antioch, it said that it, he saw the grace of God that was upon them and it said that he was full of joy. Say full of joy. Full of joy. See, it's good when you show up to a church and, and, and you're full of joy. You know, it, it's, you see, when, when, when Barnabas showed up to the church of Antioch, he was full of joy. I, I think when you go to church, there should, you, you should you leave full of joy. How about you are? You leave full of joy. I, I, think, I, I think if you didn't leave inspired, challenged, corrected, lifted, your faith built up, and you, you're not experiencing some sort of joy, excitement to, 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 to grab life, so to speak, and, and, and live, live better, then, then you probably haven't been in true church yet. You know, you, you know so, so here at Heritage, our goal is that you would have an experience with God, that you would be equipped with the word, and that you would engage, meaning you would leave this place and you would go influence someone else's life. Meaning your life is more than these four walls. You should leave here and go impact someone else. But, but when you're here, I want you to leave here full of joy. Even if you got corrected by the Holy Spirit, you still leave here. You know what? I, I, I feel like I got slapped, but you know what? I'm happy about it. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm always into wanting to grow in my relationship with God. <laughs> and and so, the, so, so Barnabas was, was saying, it was saying he was full of joy. And he, then he said this, that he continuously encouraged them. Continuously encouraged them, the Amplified says. To cleave unto, be faithful to, and devoted to the Lord with steady purpose of heart. And he continuously did this. And, and that's my, my, my quest as a pastor for people to have a continual devotion and a faithfulness towards God, that they would have a constant heart after the Father. And we've been dealing with this in September, and we've been talking about staying, talking about staying in faith. That's what Barnabas, when he, he's saying stay devoted to, remain faithful to, what's he saying? Stay faithful. Stay, stay in faith. This year, 2017, the faithful will flourish. And what does flourish mean? They'll thrive, they'll expand, they'll increase, amen? They'll come to a high point in their life. They'll spread out. They'll go beyond anywhere that they've gone before. The faithful, you could say those that are full of faith will flourish. I'm talking about staying in faith. And last week we talked about staying in faith is about staying in praise. Say that with me, staying in faith is about staying in praise. You know, David, David made a statement. He says, he goes, I will bless the Lord at all times. All his praise will continually be in my mouth. I will bless him at all times. I mean, it doesn't matter just when, if it's going good, it's going, it doesn't at all times. I will bless the Lord at all times. That needs to be a revelation at all times. I will bless and his praise will continually be in my mouth. Staying in faith is about staying in praise. And here in Romans chapter four, and just gonna, this is where I ended last week. Throughout Romans chapter four, there's this phrase that's used concerning our father in the faith, Abraham. And he makes this statement. He says, and his faith is credited to him as righteousness. His faith was credited to him as righteousness. You know, last week I talked about faithful. I talked about faith. I talked about being faithful. It's a position. It's it's a posture. See, I got some peas too. (laughs) God likes peas. It's, you know, faith is posture, it's position, it's attitude. 
So he's talking about staying in faith or staying faithful. It's a position I put myself in. So, so here, when it says, and it was credited to him as righteousness, that really means he, that, that his faith, Abraham's faith, caused him to be in the right position. Righteousness is just a position of your heart. Your right standing with God. It's your position with God. So Abraham's faith was credited to him as righteousness. And so his faith caused him to be in the right position. In verse 9, it says this. We say that faith was credited to Abraham as righteousness. So we see again that his faith caused him to be in the right position. Now let's look at verse 22 in the Amplified. It says, this is why his faith was credited to him as righteousness. Or you could say, this is why his faith put him in the right position. This is why. So let's look at why. Why? How did his faith put him in the right position? Let's look at this. Verse 19. He did not weaken in faith when he considered the impotence of his own body, which was good as dead, because he was about 100 years old, or when he considered the deadness of Sarah's womb. Now listen, no unbelief or distrust made him waver. No unbelief or distrust made him waver concerning the promises of God. But he grew strong and was empowered by faith. He grew strong and was empowered by faith as he gave praise and glory to God. Some, something happened when he praised God. Something happened when he praised God. He grew strong. See, there's a connection between your faith and your praise. Staying in faith is about staying in praise. As he, as he, grew, he grew strong and was empowered by faith as he gave praise and glory to God. Now, there's a comma here in the Amplified, then it says fully satisfied. So as he gave praise and glory to God, he became fully satisfied and assured that God was able and mighty to keep his word and to do what he had promised. That is why his faith was credited to him as righteousness. It wasn't just having faith, but his faith put him in the right position. How? Because he gave praise and glory to God. And as he gave praise and glory to God, he became fully assured that what God had promised, knowing he was also mighty to do. See, that staying in faith is about staying in praise. And that's what Barnabas was telling. He continuously encouraged them. He was saying, remain devoted to, remain faithful to the Lord with steady purpose of heart is making that decision. You know what? I'm not moving from here. I'm not letting go of this word. You know what? I'm going to continue to praise. Even if it doesn't look like it, I'm going to praise anyhow. Even if it's still, still, still not coming down, I'm going to praise anyhow. Even though I still have the symptoms in my body, I'm going to praise anyway. Even my children aren't, I'm not seeing my children come to the place where they need to be in God. I'm going to praise God anyway. Even when I don't know what my next step is for my future or my purpose, I'm going to praise God anyway. Let's go to Psalms 55. As we continue to deal with staying in faith is about staying in praise. I want to ask a question. I want to answer this question throughout the rest of my time with you this morning. Why does praise strengthen and establish your faith? Now, we just saw that. That, that's, that put Abraham in the right position as he gave praise and glory to God. So my question is, why does praise strengthen and establish your faith? Why? Meaning, so I want you to see when you're actually praising God, what's taking place. Yes, it's building your faith, and that's how you're staying in faith is staying in praise. So, so why does it strengthen me? Why does it establish me? What, what's going on behind the scenes when I'm praising God? Because yeah. you, you, really, the Lord's really dealt with me in this. And, you know, if, if I'm not praising, then more than likely I'm probably not in faith. I'll say that again. If you're not praising, more than likely, you're not in faith. Because a heart that is overflowing in praise, in faith, will have to be also overflowing in praise. There's an, it's impossible to, to, to not be in faith and not praise. It's impossible. It's impossible. 
For instance, if, 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 if I said, Vic, you know, tomorrow I'm going to give you a million dollars. Give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you really believed I had a million dollars to give you, you wouldn't be sitting there. That's right. <laughs> no, it, it's just, you know, if you're really in faith, if you're really in faith that I had, I had the, I, I had the heart to do it, but also had the substance to do it, you, you wouldn't be able to sit still. Why? Because you, because your faith your, your faith all of a sudden laid hold of what just happened to me and you wouldn't be able to sit still. You'd either cry, you'd either dance, but there's something is going to come out of your mouth. I mean, I mean, if so, you wouldn't be like, oh, bless God, I'm going to get a million dollars tomorrow. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. No, if you, there is something that is released out of you when you are in a place of faith. And, and I, I want us to discover this this morning because I, I believe that we're going to recognize areas where we may have been in faith or the areas where we thought we were in faith, but really weren't in faith. And there's, there, there's, there's some, there's some uh, outward fruit, so to speak, of when you're truly in faith. You, you can't hide it. You can't disguise it yes. when you're really in faith about something. Yeah. Now, Psalm 55, you see, when you're standing in front of a mountain, you know, I told you the story last week when, you know, when I started and I talked about and I got that news when I had a phone call and when I hung up that phone, I had some, I had some choices. I could either go a totally different direction than God? Come on. Or I could stay in faith. Yes. And what, what I told you, the Lord told me, he says, keep your heart right. right. Keep your heart right. That's position. That's the right, keep your heart in the right attitude. And so when I got that news and I was hanging the phone up, it was, what was I gonna do with what I just heard? You can see the enemy doesn't fight fair. The enemy knows that we are a spirit, that we have a soul when we live in a body. See, the enemy can't attack your spirit if you're born again. I mean, if you're not born again, you're not even alive yet spiritually towards God. So he is, he is going to hit you in two areas. He's going to hit you in your body or he's going to hit you in your soul, right. your mind, your will, and your emotions. Okay. And if he, can't, if he can't get to your mind, will, and your emotions, he'll attack someone else in your family to try to get to your mind, your will, and your emotions. The enemy doesn't fight fair. So, 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 so when we're to stay in faith and staying in praise, it, you know, it's easier said than done when, when push comes to shove and you're dealing with difficult things, right? You say, well, well, pastor, it's easy for you to say that. You're a pastor. Well, you don't know what I've been through. That's right. You don't know what I might be walking through right now. That's right. It's none of your business what I might be walking through right now. But the thing is, you're not going to hear me complain about it. You're not going to hear me give the enemy room about it in my life. And so let's look at this. In Psalms 55, it says, listen to my prayer Oh God, and hide not yourself from my supplication. Attend to me and answer me. So here we got, we got David and he's, he, is, um, he is like, huh, okay, God, come here. I need you to attend to me and I need you to listen to me. Now listen to what he says. I'm restless and distraught in my complaint and I must moan. And I'm distracted at the noise of the enemy. Because of the oppression and the threats of the wicked. For they would cast trouble upon me. In wrath they persecute me. My heart is grievously pained within me. And the terrors of death have fallen upon me. Fear and trembling have come upon me. Horror and fright have overwhelmed me. He's not having a very good day. 
Now, that phrase there, he goes, I, I am distracted at the noise of the enemy. See, the, the very thing that will come against your praise is the noise of the enemy. See, the enemy is always trying to speak against what God has already said. Your symptoms were always speaking against what God has already said. Your, your, your situation is always going to be speaking against what God has already said. Amen. David even gets to a place here. He said, oh, and I said, oh, that I had wings like a dove, for then would I fly away and be at rest. That's good. Lo, then would I wander far off and remain in the wilderness. Meaning I'd rather be in the wilderness than be in the trouble I'm in. He said, I would hasten my escape from the windy storm and tempest. Meaning, meaning I would just rather run from my trouble. I would rather, I would rather just quit. Been there. Been there. But David down in verse 16, he says, but as for me, I will call upon God and the Lord shall save me. Verse 22, cast thy burden upon the Lord and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. And the very end there says, he goes, I will trust in thee. See, David, we already talked about last week. He says, he goes, I will praise the Lord at all times. At all times. But that doesn't mean he didn't have to deal with this. That didn't mean he didn't have to deal with his emotions. That didn't mean he didn't have to deal with the attacks. That he didn't have to deal with the pressure. That didn't have to deal with temptation. That he didn't have to deal with the failure that he had made and the mistakes he had made with his family and the mistakes he had made with his children. It didn't, it didn't erase those things. So why does praise strengthen and establish our faith? Because see, the enemy is going to paint one picture, but you always go back to what picture is God painting? All right, let's go to Matthew 21. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for your word. Staying in faith is about staying in praise. And look, let's look at what praise does. See if we can get through all this this morning. Holy Spirit, I just want to say what you want me to say. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your word. In Matthew 21, verse 12, and Jesus went into the temple of God and cast all of them that sold and bought in the temple. And he overthrew the tables of the money changers in the seats of them that sold doves, and said to them, is it, in written, it, it, it is written, my house shall be called a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of thieves. Now listen, it, it is written, my house shall be called a house of prayer. The word prayer here also means worship. My house shall be a house of worship. My house shall be a house of prayer. But you have made it a den of thieves. Now, a lot of times we just gloss over this because we know, we realize Jesus said it, but what was Jesus really saying here? Meaning they were coming into God's house, but they weren't coming into God's house to give anything. They were coming in God's house only to take something. Faith isn't about all that you get from God. Faith has everything to do with what you choose to give God. Now stay with me here, because this is all in context. It is written, my house shall be called a house of worship. What is worship? Worship is something that you give. In the Old Testament, anytime there was worship, it was, it was something they had brought to God. It's something that you're giving God, but you made it a den of thieves, meaning you, did a pla- you made it a place where it's more about what you're getting from the house instead of what you're giving to God. That's good. 
Verse 14, and the blind and the lame came to him in the temple and he healed them. Now, this is all part. So now God is demonstrating what should be happening in the house of God. See, what you've been making it is is something that you just come and get something instead of giving something. But here he said he came, they came to him and he healed them. And when the chief priests and the scribes saw the wonderful things that he did. Now, listen, the children, the children crying in the temple saying, Hosanna to the son of David. They were displeased. Here, people are getting healed, and all of a sudden, these scribes and Pharisees are getting upset of what's going on and getting upset at the children. And the children crying in the temple and saying, Hosanna to the son of David. They were displeased. Jesus said to them, do you hear what these are saying? And Jesus said to them, yea, have you never read out of the mouth of babes and sucklings you have perfected praise? Let me read you what, what, the, um, hallelujah, what the NIV says. And, and this is actually because Jesus is quoting Psalms chapter 8. And here, this is what Psalms 8 says. Through the praise of children and infants, you have established a stronghold against your enemy. To silence the foe and the avenger. The New Living says, you have taught children and infants to tell of your strength. Silencing your enemies and all who oppose you. Now, think, think he talks about, in the, in the psalm says, it talks about unweaned infants. What does that mean? That's what the Amplified says here, unweaned infants. What does that mean? Someone that's unweaned, a child that's unweaned, meaning they're still connected to the source. I mean, they're a person that's still connected to the source. I mean, they can't thrive without the source. A child that's unweaned, meaning they can't thrive without, without the mother. Meaning they have to have that because that's where the mother's strength is. That's where, that's where the, 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 the milk is. That's where everything they have need of is found where that person is. So, so now it says out of the mouth of babes or out of the mouth of unweaned babes. Meaning out of the mouth of believers that choose to stay connected to the Father, you have perfected praise. In Psalms, in Psalms, let me read it in Psalms again. It says, in Psalms 8, it says, Through the praise of children and infants, you have established a stronghold against your enemy to silence the foe and the avenger. Why does praise strengthen and establish your faith? Because it silences the enemy. See, your, your enemy is always going to be speaking, and the only thing that can silence him is God's word in your praise. God's word in your praise. Let's go to Genesis chapter 20, uh, 29. Genesis 29. Now there's something in, in Bible teaching and in scripture and studying of scripture. It's called the law of first mention. And the first time you see something in the scripture, it lays a foundation for the root of what that is to mean for the rest of the, the, the rest throughout the Bible. And uh, let's, so let's look at this because we're talking about what establish, what, why does praise strengthen and establish our faith? Now, we just talked about here that, that Jesus was talking about how your praise silences the enemy. Let's look at this in uh, 29 verses 35. And she conceived again and bore a son. And she said, now will I praise the Lord. Now will I praise the Lord. Therefore, she called his name Judah and left bearing. She called his name Judah and she stopped bearing, meaning this was it. She was done. Now let's go to Genesis 49. So she praised and then she called him praise. Let's look at Genesis 49. you get there. Genesis 49 verse 8. Now what was, what was, what did Judah mean? Praise. Praise. What does Judah mean? Praise. Now verse, let's look at verse 8. Judah, you are the one whom your brothers shall praise. Your hand shall be on the neck of your enemies. Your father's sons shall bow down to you. 
Now get that. Judah, you are the one whom your brother shall praise your hand. Your hand. Whose hand? Praise his hand. So Judah meaning praise and, it, and it's declaring and prophesying about Judah. And, we, and, and if we can lay this all out for you, it says that, and you shall put the neck on your enemies and your father's son shall bow down to you. Who did Jesus become? The lion of the what? The tribe of Judah. So Judah means praise. And now he's prophesying and he's declaring, he's saying that praise shall put the hand on the neck of your enemy. See, see, a lot of times we allow pressure to push us down. Pressure to put us down. Freddie, come here for a moment. See, when you're dealing with situations in life like David, he, that the, 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 the voice and the distractions of the enemy, what happened? Put your hand on my neck. And so the distractions, they're to weigh you down. And see, and, and the only way his distractions come are through words, Right? So, so the more words that you're listening of his, the more and more you'll be distracted, the more and more you'll be distressed, the more and more that you'll go down. But according to this word, according to what praise is all about, it says that praise will put its, its hand and, its, and the neck on the enemy and, and put it down. You see what I'm saying? Judah, pray you should put the hand on the neck of your enemy. So you have to realize that praise is powerful and praise is what stills the enemy's voice and stills his work because he's going to paint a picture. But the question is, when you're in faith, you'll also be in praise and praise puts the hand on the neck of the enemy. You can be seated. For so why does praise bring about strength and establish our faith? Because it silences the enemy. That's the only thing that will really try to destroy your faith, the enemy. Thank you, Lord. Praise. It silences the enemy. You, you want to shut him up? Just start praising. Even if you don't know how it's going to change, even though you have to, just start praising. Just start praising. If the enemy reminds you of how many times you fa- failed, you just start praising. When the enemy has told you you're not going to make it, it's not, you're not going to get there, it's never going to happen, you just start praising. When you don't know what direction to go, what, way, what thing to choose, you just start praising. You start praising. You start praising. You silence him with your praise. Hallelujah. Why does praise strengthen and establish our faith? The second thing is it changes the atmosphere. It changes the atmosphere. It silences the enemy and the same. It changes the atmosphere. Hallelujah. Go to Second Chronicles. Second Chronicles. Second Chronicles chapter five. Verse 13. And it came to pass as the trumpeters and singers were as one to make one sound to be heard in praising and thanking God. And when they, lift, when they lifted up their voices and praised the Lord saying, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Then the house was filled with the cloud, even the house of the Lord, so that the priest could not stand to minister by reason of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord had filled the house." You see, praise changes the atmosphere of the house. Praise changes the atmosphere of where they were. You, you, you ever go into someone's home and you go in and you're like, ooh, things aren't good right now. The atmosphere has been affected. The atmosphere has been affected. You're like, uh oh. It's not good right now. Why? Because something changed the atmosphere. Something changed the atmosphere. And, and the distractions from the enemy, the words of the enemy, he wants to create a negative atmosphere in your life. But praise. Oh, for the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. For the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. For the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. 
Hallelujah. It changes the atmosphere. It changes the atmosphere. Get around negative people, just start praising the Lord. Praising. Staying in faith is about staying in praise. And why does praise strengthen and establish our faith? It silences the enemy and it changes the atmosphere. Hallelujah. You create your atmosphere around you. Don't allow this world to fit you into its mold. Yeah, I know there's a lot of negative things that happen in the news. There's a lot of things that happen in, in, from, the, from political to financial to, to, to terrorism and all this. But don't allow those things to create an atmosphere of fear around you. Don't, don't allow fear to come in through those avenues, through the news and those things. I'm not saying that you not to be aware of what's going on in the world. But my thing is you need to be more aware of, of God on the inside of you. You need to be more aware and have, see, because what happens is when you meditate on the news, it it will create an atmosphere of fear around you. An atmosphere of fear around you. And not everything you see on the news is right. Not everything you see on the news is real. Come on, teach us, Pastor. I mean, you you can, you can see people post, post videos about, about, um, you police doing this, that, or the other, but yet you didn't see the 20 minutes before that. And if not, it's going to cause you a fear and have a negative aspect to, to everyone around you. And it's creating division. It's creating, uh, it's, it's creating fear. It's creating hate. It's creating anger. That's why praise, when you're in faith, you're releasing something that changes the atmosphere. It changes the atmosphere. So why does praise strengthen and establish our faith? It silences the enemy. It changes the atmosphere. The third thing, it sets the captives free. It sets the captives free. Thinking about this, I was thinking about Jehoshaphat. And Jehoshaphat was surrounded by several different armies. And and, and they, 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 they didn't know what to do. What did he say? He goes, we don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. I mean, I don't know how I'm going to get out of this, but, but you know what? My eyes are on you. I don't know how I'm going to get through this, you know what? But my faith is on you. See, he could have, he could have gone back and said, man, guys, I don't know what we're doing. This is, this is a tough one. I don't know how this is going to turn out. I don't know, and I don't even know what to do, and I don't even know where to go. But he knew where to go. He says, my eyes are on you. My eyes are on you. They got revelation from God. And what do you tell them to do? It says, when you go out for the enemy, go out to the enemy, send the singers and send the musicians out before you. And it said, as they started praising God, it said that the Lord it said, set ambushments against them. And as they were praising God, they didn't even have to go anywhere. They didn't have to leave. After it was all said and done, they actually went into the enemy's camp and they realized most of them were dead and they left all their stuff. See that praise, praise puts the hand on the neck of the enemy and will set you free from your situation. Let's go to Acts 16. Acts 16. Acts 16. Hallelujah. Praise sets the captives free. Silences the enemy. It changes your atmosphere. Acts chapter 16. Hallelujah. Verse 16. And it came to pass as we went into prayer. Well, actually, let's go down a little bit more. Verse 19. And when our master saw that the hope of their gains were gone, they caught Paul and Silas and drew him into the marketplace to the rulers and brought them to the magistrates saying, these men being Jews do exceedingly trouble our city and they teach customs which are not lawful for us to receive, neither to observe being Romans. And the multitude rose up against them and the majesty rent their clothes and commanded to beat them. And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely. 
who having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast in the stocks. My answer, my question to you is, would you still have faith in the midst of this situation? Here you're doing something for God, on behalf of God. You're doing exactly what God told you, but yet you're being thrown into prison. Verse 25, and at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were open, and everyone's bands were loosed. You, you see, their praise, it was when they sang at midnight unto God. And the prisoners heard them, and suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the found see this set not only set the captives free, not only did it change the atmosphere, but also it set free every single person that was around them. Your praise will set other people around you free. It says, and they were loose, all of them were loose. You, your praise has the ability to set more than just you free. Praise. Why does praise strengthen and establish our faith? It silences the enemy, it changes the atmosphere, and it sets the captives free. So with this, what do we see? There's power in praise. There's power in praise. There's power in praise. It silences the enemy, it changes the atmosphere, and it sets the captives free. That's what praise does. When you're staying in faith, it's staying in praise. And what's happening? While I'm praising, my faith is being strengthened. Why? Because I'm silencing the enemy. Why? I'm changing the atmosphere. Why? I'm setting the captives free. Why? I'm setting, I'm, 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 I'm causing freedom to be a part of my life. I'm, I'm changing the atmosphere. That's what praise, that's why you have to, David said, I will praise the Lord at all times. And when he's saying that, what's he saying? I'm continuing to silence the enemy. I'm continuing to change the atmosphere. And I'm considering putting myself in a position for manifestation in my life. There's power in praise. Another question. Why is there power in praise? We talked about there, why does praise establish and strengthen our faith? Let me answer the question, why is there power in praise? Let's go to Psalms 22, and I'll start to close with this. Psalms 22. Thank you, Father. Psalms 22. Why is there power in praise? So what's taking place when you choose to praise? Now, we just talked about some of those things, silence the enemy, change the atmosphere. But what is really, what's the root of what's taking place? Psalms 22, verse 3. So let's look at verse 1. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are thou so far from helping me and from the words of my roaring? God... I cry in the daytime, but thou heard not, and in the night season, and am not silent, but thou art holy. Meaning in the natural, I'm not really seeing an answer. He's not really saying that God isn't answering. He's really saying, he's really saying, I haven't seen you answer yet. But thou art, he's, he's going back, but I know who you really are. You're holy. You're holy. Yeah, I haven't seen anything change yet, but you know what? You're holy. You, you are who you say you are. You are a faithful God. You, you are who you claim you are. Oh God, you're holy. Oh thou that inhabitest the praises of Israel. What's he saying here? He's saying, oh, you're holy. And I know you inhabit the praises of your people. So what's really happening? Why is there power in praise? Because God's there. Let me, let me say, why is there power in praise? Because God's there. See, it's not you silencing the enemy. It's not you changing the atmosphere. It's not you setting things free. But it's your praise allow God in the situation. You'll pray. Why? Because he inhabits the praises of his people. 
He inhabits me. He embodies. He indwells. Wherever there's praise being released, that's where he is. And where he's there, the enemy is silent. Where he's there, captives are set free. Where he's there, the atmosphere changes. See, it's not just a song in your mouth, but you're releasing the very nature, the very, very essence of who God is into your situation. He inhabits the praises of your people. It's not about how good you sing that silences the enemy. It's the fact that God's there. It's not about how good a worship team might be. It's realizing that your praising is allowing God to be there. God is there. God is there. And every time that you choose to release something out of your mouth as declaring his goodness, what are you doing? God's there. That's what we have to understand about praise. It's beyond a song we sing. It's realize when I'm praising, I'm, I'm, let's say, God here. I can't do this, but okay, there you go. You can fight my battles. And so you have to understand when we praise, God inhabits wherever we are. That's why there's power in praise. Because he's there. See, in our minds, I think we, we think something's totally different about praise. We look at, same thing with worship, some sort of formula, but not realizing God's there. What's Matthew chapter 18 talk about? It says, whatever two of you agree is in touching anything, it shall be done by my Father which is in heaven. The very next verse, verse 19, where two or three are gathered in my name. There I am in the midst of you. So here he's connecting, agreeing in prayer, and he's connecting where two or three are in his name. Really, it's where two or three are declaring his name. Where two or three are focusing on us. And where two or three, there he is in the midst of us. So when you want, even Jesus was establishing, if you understood what praise was all about, and you understood what worship was all about, you understand God automatically inhabits that very room. Why did the atmosphere change in 2 Chronicles? The Lord is good. It's not because their singing got better. It was because God manifested himself. The glory of God manifested. Psalms talks about the glory of God and it says it's the foundation of his throne. So if glory of God's there, that means he's there because it's the foundation on what heaven is built on. Praise. Staying in faith. See, when you're in faith, you're going to be in praise because you know God has already shown it. You know God is right there. You can't help but open your mouth and praise if you're truly in faith. So when I'm staying in faith, I'm going to be continue staying in praise. And as I'm continuing praise, God is totally always up in my situation. Praise. Praise. Why is there power in praise? Because God's there. Where two or three are gathered in his name, he's there. His presence is there. Hallelujah. Let's go to Psalm 16. Just a couple pages over. If I'm staying in faith, I'm staying in praise. If I'm staying in praise, that means God's there. God's presence is there. Now let's look at what happens when God's presence is there. Probably, probably done three separate messages on this, but <laughs> Psalm 16, but this is what the Lord wanted this morning. Psalm 16, verse 11. Thou will show me the path of life, and in thy presence is fullness of joy. Thou will show me the path of life. Where's the path of life at? In, the, in thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. In thy presence is fullness of joy. So if I'm in praise, then I'm in his presence. And if I'm in, in his presence, I put myself in a position to receive fullness of joy. Go to Romans 15. (laughs) 
If I'm in faith, I'm in praise. If I'm praise, I'm in his presence. If I'm in his presence, I have fullness of joy. There's a couple fruits that you'll see if you know you're truly in faith. When you're truly in faith, there's probably more, but I'm gonna establish just three things that will be in place. One will be praise. If you're truly in faith in something, you're in praise. The second thing we just looked at was joy. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 15. Verse 13. Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace. Now the God of hope now, when we praise, where he, we, he inhabits the praise of his people, he's right there, right? So this God that's right there, what does he do? That he would fill us with all joy and peace in what? Believing. See, if you're truly in faith, you're gonna hear praise coming out of your mouth, you're gonna be at peace, and you're gonna be in joy. If you're not at a place of peace and not at a place of joy and not at a place of praise, then you're probably not at a place of faith yet. That means you have to get back, continue to meditate on the scriptures, continue to look at the scriptures, continue to meditate on his character, meditate on his nature. Because when you're in faith, you will be in praise. And when you're in praise, you'll be in his presence. And when you're in his presence, you will be in joy and you will have peace. Because faith rests. Hebrews says faith rests. Faith has peace. Oh, Father, I thank you for fullness of joy in this place. Fullness of joy. Father, this year, 2017, the faithful will flourish. 2017, Father, I thank you. We will stay in faith meaning we will stay in praise, meaning we will stay in your presence, meaning we will stay in joy and we will be at peace. Father, I thank you for filling this place with joy this morning, filling this place with joy this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you for joy invading every heart this morning. Everyone stand to your feet. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you for joy in this place. Thank you for joy in this place this morning. Hallelujah. Father, we release our faith in you. You are a God who can do all things. There's nothing impossible with you. Hallelujah. He can do all things. You can do all things. All things are possible. It says to him that believe all things are possible to him that believes. all things, all things are possible to him that believes all things, all things. Hallelujah. Everything, everything is possible to him that believes. Everything is possible to him that believes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Everything is possible to him that believes. Hallelujah. 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 Just start praising him. Start praising him. Faith praises. If you believe that all things are possible to them that believe, start praising him. Hallelujah. If you really believe that your situation could change in a moment, start praising him that it could change in the next five minutes. If it could change in the next minute. Your situation would turn around and you don't have to wait till it turns around to start praising. We praise on this side of our river. We praise on this side. We praise on this side. We praise before we ever see it. We praise, we praise, we praise. Hallelujah. We praise, we praise, we praise. Hallelujah. 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 All things are possible to them that believe. All things are possible to them that believe. All things. All things. Hallelujah. Just think, just, just think a moment. What, what are you believing God for this year? What do you believe in God for just this moment right now? What, what do you believe in God for? Close your eyes for a moment. Close your eyes. Get an image on the inside of you of your circumstance changing. What would it look like to have the fulfillment of what you're believing God for? 
Evidently, some of you haven't seen it yet. Birth vision in this place. What would you do if your prayer was answered right now? shall be as days as heaven on earth. Mm. What does that look like? Days of heaven on earth. What does that look like? Hallelujah. 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 